Hello, Giants. February is Black History Month, an annual celebration of achievements by African Americans and a time for recognizing their central role in U.S. history. People just don't know all there is to know about Goose Creek schools. In this district, we grow giants. Welcome to the Goose Call. The juice of the goose. Welcome to this episode of The Goose Call. We have with us here today, Dr. Regina Sims, principal of Bowie Elementary and Houston Area of Alliance of Black School Educators, Principal of the Year. And Distortia LeVan, U.S. History teacher at Goose Creek Memorial. Roger Joseph, 12th grader at Goose Creek Memorial. We wanted to take the time on The Goose Call to celebrate Black History Month and speak with amazing black educators and students in Goose Creek. Dr. Sims, Ms. LeVan, and Roger, welcome and please introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Dr. Regina Sims. I'm the proud principal of James Bowie Elementary. Hi, I'm Distortia LeVan. I am a teacher at Goose Creek Memorial High School and I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Hello, my name is Roger Joseph. I'm a senior and a student athlete at Goose Creek Memorial. Okay, so hey, we just want to have a conversation. So the first question, and you can just jump in, is talk to us about Black History Month and, and why do we celebrate Black History Month? Well, as the history teacher here, I'll give you a little bit of the historical right. background of it. Um, Black History Month didn't start off as Black History Month. It started off as Negro History Week um, by Dr. Carter G. Woodson way back in 1915. He actually uh, had the idea, but the, the week itself didn't start until about 1926. And later, President Ford was able to adapt it as a national holiday whenever it turned into Black History Month. So... It has a long history in America. It started off as just a time to celebrate some achievements and significant contributions of African Americans to American society. And I think now it's celebrated pretty much uh, worldwide, not just in America. Just from each of you, why is it important to celebrate Black History Month? I feel like it's important to talk about Black History Month just to like teach the next generation and this current generation of what our ancestors had to go through and just get them up to date of like what accomplish that accomplishments that they went through. I also think it's important because when we think about the word history, it's like his story. So who's actually telling the story is also important too because black history is American history. I agree with both of their answers. I think it's so important to make sure that we're promoting diversity in our schools, in our culture, and learning African-American history is a part of the American experience. So in, in thinking of black history as an educator, what makes that more significant? Well, for me as a, a U.S. history teacher, it's a large part of my curriculum, teaching American history, you know, from the inception of America to the present. And so making sure that I incorporate the stories so that all of my students can relate to it and see themselves and the stories of their ancestors in it. So I think that it's very important to make sure that we're always incorporating the history of everyone in our in our studies and uh, this time set aside to really, really look at the significant contributions of African-Americans. Yeah, as a U.S. history teacher, you have probably an edge on, you know, on making sure that you're, I mean, it's history, so so you're able to probably tie it in a little bit better than maybe some other subjects. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, a lot of times whenever we're looking at history, it's not always African-American history or the history of other minority groups aren't always brought to the forefront. So being an African-American woman, it gives me a unique perspective to bring that uh, side of history to my students. So I just make sure that I, you know, like recently my uh, AP U.S. history class, we studied World War One. So I made sure that I incorporated some African-American history in it and I told them about, you know, the 400,000 African-American men who served in World War One because those are like untold stories about American history. So just making sure that I bring those stories in 
and um, incorporating it into the history that, you know, is a part of our curriculum. As a principal, I feel like a great education is the best gift that I can give my students. I feel that um, it can never be stolen. It can never be taken away. Some students, if when we think about education, is the way that, that they live. It's, some students will either live or die based on their education. And so that's why it's very, very important that we tell the story. And like he's, like Mr. Joseph. Joseph stated earlier, it's important that they know their history because they take pride in that. And and, I, and if I can elaborate a little bit, I remember in a, in a classroom where I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't do well in history. And I didn't know why I couldn't make that connection because I was good in language arts and, you know, history and social studies, all that go together. But I didn't feel the impact because I didn't hear stories of people that looked like me enough that I could feel the pride and, and know about the contributions and learn about those things. So I think that's what's held me back. I wasn't motivated. So I think like he stated, if we if we teach those things, they can be motivated. They can have pride in in their culture and believe that if they did it, then I can do it too. So it's not just about the the past, but it's about the present as well. Great. And so, Roger, I kind of want to hear from you first on this to get a student perspective. But what are some best practices and ways that we can feature Black History Month in our schools? I just feel like like right now the school isn't as involved as they should be in Black History Month. For instance, my little brother's school, he goes to a private school in Houston. They have step shows for Black History Month. They have, they literally had a living museum where they'll dress up as a character and then the button will be there and you push and they'll talk about that person's life and the accomplishments that they have. We can even have performances by our theaters arts uh, group just to talk about and go over and see the accomplishments that came over history through Black History. Very good idea. It is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Love it. Some of the best practices that I found throughout my teaching career that I think have brought success to teaching Black History Month is, like I said earlier, spiraling it into uh, the curriculum that I already teach, making sure that I bring those lessons alive and, and like uh, Dr. Sim said, uh, incorporating that so that students can relate to those subject areas. Also, just making sure that students feel comfortable. Like, a lot of my students who may not be African-American want to know the significance and want to know why it's important. So making sure that I create an environment that's comfortable for all students to to understand why we are celebrating Black History Month and the significance of it. So just making sure that it's inclusive, that all students feel comfortable. And um, at GCM, we do a couple of different things. We have uh, daily announcements where we highlight uh, significant contributions of African-Americans this year we had a door decorating contest where teachers had the opportunity to decorate their doors. Um, one of the things that I thought was really cool is Miss Stroll in the uh, freshman hallway put up a really cool periodic table of Black History Month. And it has like a key and the students get to look through. It's like a hallway display. So it's there and it's there all month. They can stop between classes and things like that. So just incorporating those things. I put up a poster display in our hallway. Other teachers put up poster displays and things like that. So just making sure that it's there and available for students who who do want the knowledge and that we're also exposing students to who don't have uh, knowledge of what Black History Month is or why we celebrate it. I agree. Yeah. And I think sometimes in order to to implement better best practices, we need to kind of stop. We always focus on the slavery part, the civil rights. We always talk about Dr. King. We talk about Rosa Parks. But I think we need to have some conversations and not ignore the lessons that explore the impact of racism or in the black experience. I think 
with the just recent things with the social injustice, those type of things. We need to, those are difficult and sometimes very hard conversations, but we need to have those conversations. And I think one task of the teachers in the classroom is to acknowledge and honor students' humanity. And that means acknowledging and honor, honoring blacks and start with acknowledging the good, the bad, and the ugly of our history as a nation. No matter, no matter what subject we teach, there are always ways to infuse, like you stated, black history into the curriculum or into their daily lessons. Let me ask you this. Sometimes black history gets compartmentalized into February. Right. Is that a problem? Or is there a way to, to expand it beyond, if that makes sense? How would you respond to that? As a history teacher, I teach American history. So mm-hmm. I try to make sure that I'm incorporating black American history, Hispanic American history, Asian American history throughout the year. Um, there are things that are not in the TEKS or in our curriculum, but I know that um, it would interest my students if I, if I tell them about it. Uh, recently, like I said, we talked about World War I. Later, we're going to talk about the Harlem Renaissance. So I told them about the Great Migration because that interests them. And I didn't just leave it with black history about how African-Americans migrated from the South to the North to take on the industrial jobs. But I also told them about the Mexican Revolution that was going on in Mexico and how Mexican immigrants came into Texas to take over the the sharecropping jobs that the uh, African-Americans had left in the South. Because I wanted it to be a real experience for them. For a lot of them, it's the way to trace back their family history. So um, I think it's important to teach history in the context of history, not just pulling out history for one ethnic group or, or one race, making sure that we're teaching history in the context of history, the full American experience. You know, in aligning with the vision of the district to uh, teach the whole child, we have to promote diversity. We're fortunate enough to live in or really close to Houston, in the Houston metro area. Houston's the most diverse city in America. Yep. So our district is very diverse. Mm-hmm. So teaching our, our students to be tolerant and to be responsible culturally is important because we're preparing them for the real world, the workforce. Okay, so beyond school, how is black history celebrated in your each of your communities? Well, it's something that I want to give a shout out because we do this. Now, normally in our black churches, we celebrate it a lot. We have skits. We have plays. Currently at my church, we do what's called a neo-soul night, and that's when they get to uh, showcase all their different talents, whether they sing, dance. We do artists. We have chefs. We have all any talent that you have, they're able to showcase it on that night. Unfortunately, due to the pandemic, it's going to be virtual this year, but we're still having it. We dress in our Afrocentric attire, and it's going to this year, like I said, it's going to be Facebook. But normally, we have those. We have different uh, parades. We have different things. And, and I noticed on TV, they're doing a lot of things through the news stations and channel uh, and the Houston Public Library are featuring a lot of African American authors because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, looking, listening at Zoom things that they're offering and some things on TV. So they're trying to, with us being in a pandemic and things happening to be look different, they're still doing it, but they're just doing it a little differently. And then we have dinners and different things like that. But it, that doesn't, th- those are things that we do just to celebrate. But it, it, but we also do do something where we're learning, where we're talking to, and we're talking about it, and we learn it. Because I've learned so much listening to the kids at my church recite different about different people and learning about different people. Even today, I said I'm going to learn from these two beautiful people. I'm going <laughs> to learn from them today because it's it's so much, it's so vast, and it's every year I'm learning more and more. That's why I say it's a 365 day. Um, 
a celebration that we have to learn about our culture because I don't know everything. So every year, every day, I'm learning something new about somebody. Roger, what about the younger generation? So I know for a fact, like, my little brother's step team, last year in Obey Town during Black History Month, they had a huge performance where more not just their step team, other ones in the area came, performed, and they did their art. Um, And that was made me, like, so happy that – they can incorporate black history with the art and that they love at the same time and just be happy and excited to do what they like. They had cultural outfits on, like daishikis, and they were just, it was amazing just to see that in the community. One of the things that I did see that Baytown is having this year is Lee College usually does like a big uh, show, but this year, because of COVID, they're actually having a black-owned business bingo. And so you can print the bingo card off and go to the black-owned businesses, and once you're able to mark your bingo card, you can go to Lee College, and they'll give you a prize. I thought it was really cool that they're doing it. That's really nice. That's really cool. I thought it was something that we could maybe incorporate some kind of way at school. You know, maybe, of of course, not business, but something within our school, maybe uh, like a scavenger hunt or something. That's really nice. It gave me that idea. Oh, that's So I thought it was a cool idea for the community. What about parents, or what about family members talking to children? What, What are some things that, that, that parents can do to not only talk about black history, but to talk about diversity in general or equity in general as far as the importance of that. What, what would be your feedback on that? You know, like in school, we can only teach so much, right. you know, but parents actually taking on the responsibility. I think that's really big. I think that um, uh, Dr. Sims touched on it a little bit, talking about uh, Dr. King, but his lessons still ring true today, you know, teaching that it's not the color of anyone's skin, but the right. content of their character that's important. So making sure that we incorporate those lessons into daily life. And I think um, when you guys brought up equity, I think it's so important to keep those conversations alive too. Like how important it is. One of the things I tell my students on the first day of school is, I may not always be equal, but I'll always be fair. Right. Sometimes some of y'all are going to need more of me than other times. So, you know, just making sure that parents teach their children to understand that. Treating people right and doing what's right no matter what. So I think those are important lessons. That's just and I and I and I agree true. with you because I teach it to my per, my biological children and my students at at work. I teach them that, you know, we're better together. We need to we need to work together. We need to respect each other. And and this and we don't. It's, I don't allow that's zero tolerance for us to be disrespectful because of somebody else's culture and beliefs and things that they do. Because you know we, everybody has different customs. And so we should respect those. And so I teach that to my kids, and it's zero tolerance for that on my campus. And in regards to equity, I believe that uh, it's the whole it, the whole community benefits when we look at the whole community has equal access to education and opportunity. That's where we have equality. So I think that's something that we teach our, teach our parents, yeah. <laughs> teach our kids, <laughs> and even teach teach our own family members. So one of the great things about Black History Month is highlighting the amazing accomplishments and successes of the black community. And so really, I I would like to hear from you guys some inspirational stories of, um, you know, some black individuals in our community. I have a couple of like inspirations. First thing, my grandfather, he came from the islands, no degree, he didn't even graduate high school, no education, came over, started to work while people are attacking him. He had to even buy a whole rifle because people were sending him death threats and just like trying to come from just because he's black, African-American. They just wanted him out of here. And yet 
he kept on striving and working, make sure that his family was fed, his wife was uh, fed, kids were in school getting their education. Like one thing that he has taught me is never show weakness because that's one thing that our race and that our color has uh, is not. It, we're strong black African-Americans. And look at you, you're about to graduate. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Beautiful. I think we can all look back to our families, you know. Um, for me, I saw one of my cousins make a post on uh, Facebook yesterday, and I just, I didn't even, I don't know why I didn't realize it, but he said that he and his wife were the first people born with the right to vote in our families. And I was like, wait, they're not that much older than me. So just thinking about those things, just having those, you know, conversations and thinking about, you know, that wasn't that long ago. So thinking about the struggles that our grandparents overcame and that our parents overcame, you know, when my mom started school, she went to an integrated school, you know, her school, uh, I'm sorry, she went to a segregated school, her school hadn't yet been integrated. So just thinking about those things and having those conversations and making sure that we're that we're doing things to make our ancestors proud, you know, making sure that their legacy is something that they would be proud of, knowing that they had to overcome so many obstacles. So just thinking back to our family history for for most black Americans and knowing that even today we're, you know, we're still accomplishing a lot of firsts in the world. So just making sure that we're doing the right things and, you know, being the best we can be. Well, I've enjoyed hearing your story from your I've family. And in, in, in listening to your family. So when I thought about the inspirational um, piece, I look back and I did think about family and the struggles that we had because my mom was a single parent. And I think about I'm the first generation to graduate from college. I think about how my, my aspirations and my dreams was to go to college all the time. But I, my mom couldn't say, I couldn't, can't afford for you to go to college. So I thought my dream, and I wanted to go to a PWI, and if you know, that's a predominantly white institution. And when I tried to, I tried to go there, I had to get financial aid. And when I was trying to get financial aid, it didn't come on time. So when it was time to pay the money so that I could go to school, I couldn't go to school. And so I thought my dream was shattered. I thought I was never going to be able to go to college. I'm sorry, I'm a little emotional. And then I thought about, then I ran into a friend who told me about Prairie View. And so I called and they told me to get a transcript. Because back in my day, which was in the 80s, our counselors didn't really tell us much about college. Like now they have the college and career readiness and they're really putting it on kids' minds, even in elementary school. We didn't have that. So I didn't, nobody in my family had been, so they didn't know. They told me to get a transcript, put it in an envelope. And I, my mom and my aunt drove me to Prairie View with that. I wasn't even fully admitted. So I sat all day, waited all day to get a minute to school. And then I get there, and my financial aid still wasn't in, but it was this man. He's deceased now. But he said, we're going to give you an emergency loan so you could get into school. And that emergency loan just changed my life. That's a beautiful story. So it changed my life, and um, the teachers were very passionate. Failure was not an option. They cared about us. They genuinely cared about us and wanted us to succeed. And I credit Dr. Booker, I credit Dr. Henry for everything that they poured into me so that I could be where I am today. So I don't take, take it lightly, and I don't say I did it on my own. It's only by the grace of God and those people who he put in my path so that I could be where I am today. Thank you, Dr. Sims, Ms. LeVan, and Roger Joseph for joining us today. We encourage all of our Goose Creek families to celebrate Black History Month and start conversations with your families. Thank you for listening to The Goose Call. Thank you for having us. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Thank it's been you. my pleasure. Great experience. Yes. Interested in advertising on our podcast? 
visit the community tab at our district website, gccisd.net.